Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, December 21st. Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and we've got Nate Rapensky, a recurring guest. He's been with us a bunch of times already, back with us here on the Wednesday show. Uh, Alex, good to have you back. How are things? Uh, good, good, good in Chicago. Uh, we we're bracing for what they were saying was going to be a record snowstorm, and now that those numbers have drastically changed, but you know, it's still good. We're going to have a white Christmas here for sure, that's uh, for certain, but... Uh, getting ready for that and, uh, you know, enjoying the last few games we have before the Christmas break. And it's always interesting. We talk about this year after year with these Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving break, pre-Christmas break games, tend to see some higher scoring. And it's been interesting because the trend the last two, two and a half weeks, mostly been lower scoring games. I think we might see a little change of that tonight. Uh, and of course, Thursday and Friday as well. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny, uh, Alex left Minnesota to go back home to Chicago right around the time Nate goes back to his home, Minnesota. So it's kind of weird here. It's just uh, one's leaving, the other's coming uh, right now. Uh, Nate, uh, good to have you back with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Like you said, back in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, my hometown. So uh, flew in and uh, to about, what, what was it, 20 inches of snow, I think, in the last yeah. week. <laughs> Winter storm warnings on the way. So um, it's always fun. I think it's minus 17 today. But um, per Alex's point, I think interesting slate of games going in what is it i think there's a couple more days and then most teams have three four days off and so it's that time of the year i feel like accentuates who a team is and who they're going to be right if you're sort of you know chicago limping into the break do you get blown out tonight if you're nashville 10th in the west uh and and sort of surging you have a veteran group who needs to make the playoffs or you you know more into this game and so you start to see who's you know maybe drinking a little extra eggnog before the break and who's actually sort of into it and, and ready for the second half so it should be a fun night Okay, you've got to explain things, Nate, because our guy in the chat, our great friend Terry Edelman, he's having hot flashes right now. He's about to get so excited he might have a seizure right in our chat right now that uh, a Minnesota man is joining us here on the show. Yes, you are a Minnesota man, Duluth, Minnesota, and a Wild fan, right, Nate? Yeah, yeah, Wild fan, uh, Minnesota fan through and through. If, if, um, you know, if, if John Harbaugh is like the epitome of a, a Michigan man, I'll, I'll try to you know put myself – with that Gophers hat on, that big M on the Minnesota side. So, um, yeah, happy to be home. Love, love all the Minnesota sports. And see, I'm more of a PJ Flight guy. I'm from Illinois, but then I end up in Minnesota for a while. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Minnesota, hey, Minnesota, even the Vikings are giving uh, Minnesota faithful something to cheer about uh, here uh, this season. A nice season for them. Yeah. Really, it's going well for uh, Timberwolves are okay. You know, they're not terrible. Uh, you know, they're okay. Twins disappointed a little bit this year. We will say that, but uh, that. definitely the uh, Vikings and the uh, wild are delivering the goods right now in the, uh, in Minnesota uh, for their professional uh, teams. Just a quick look back on uh, last night. Cause we have uh, seven games tonight, Philly five, three over Columbus, solid win for the uh, Flyers taking advantage of a tired Columbus team back to back for them. We had a trio of big games last night in the uh, early slot. Uh, the two playoff rematches, if you will, and the two teams that lost in the first round to their respective opponents got their a small dose of revenge. I can't say full revenge because it's not like beating them in the playoffs the next year. It's only one regular season game. But Pittsburgh gets the win 3-2 over the Rangers last night, erasing a early deficit. Uh, Crosby again with the goal. What can you say? The guy's playing like he's 25 
at 35. I mean, it's just been impressive to see Penguins get the big win there. Toronto dominant over Tampa Bay, four to one. That was my best bet. Part of a seven and one NHL night for me. So it was a terrific uh, result for me last night in the NHL, just seeing the board well. And I had my faith in the Leafs. And to me, when I saw the, and I don't make a big deal of betting splits, but I said it on yesterday's show, the public money was just hammering Tampa Bay, the ticket count. I mean, it was all on Tampa Bay, and yet that line didn't budge. It actually went up slightly from minus 135 to minus 140. I figured it was a Toronto spot, two losses in a row to Washington and the Rangers, facing a team that they lost to in the first round last year, that they lost a heartbreaker in overtime in the regular season meeting earlier this year. They said this is their chance to finally get this team, and they played a phenomenal game. Pillar to post, goaltender out, a complete team effort from the Leafs. What was the shot count, like 38 to 20 or something like that? It was Toronto with the well-deserved 4-1 to win last night against Tampa Bay. The struggles of the Devils continue, and we'll talk about them because they're in action again tonight. They lose 4-1 to Carolina. Our, this Piotr Kochetkov, man, continues to play well. It's the real deal. They love the kid. He's got a great sense of humor, a great personality. If you didn't see it, watch that interview he did post-game. He's just a cool kid. He really is. And he's got some pizzazz to him. Hey, he almost wanted to fight Marchand, I remember, in the playoff series uh, last year. Uh, so there's lots to like about Kochetkov. They're playing great team defense. 4-1 win for Carolina as the struggles continue for New Jersey. Winnipeg with a 5-1 win over Ottawa. How about Big Civ Dave? Can't he, I, I, I can't call him that when he plays like that last night. Very solid for the uh, Winnipeg Jets getting that start against the Senators. Seattle with a 5-2 win against St. Louis. Blues kind of tired on a back-to-back. And no Jordan Cairo. That certainly didn't help St. Louis. Uh, and they ended up getting a 5-2 win Seattle in that game. L.A. beats Anaheim 4-1. Dostal was good again, but unfortunately uh, didn't get much support offensively. They lose 4-1. And Calgary, a big 7-3 win. Their second straight win over the San Jose Sharks. Dylan Dubé. Uh, and Kent Johnson, two players I just sung the praises of and say bet their props last night. Dubé gets a goal and a point, and so does Kent Johnson once again in that top-line center spot, taking the place of Boone Jenner, playing with Lyonet and Goudreau. He gets it done again, scoring a goal and getting a point for the Jackets. So good night with the props too, some of them that we talked about on yesterday's uh, show. Uh, actually, you know what, since he's just joined us, Jimmy Murphy with us here for the f final time before Christmas. Jimmy, uh, we missed you last week, but it's good to have you here today. What's going on? Not much, guys. How you doing? Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays happy to holidays. you, uh, Jimmy. Talk about uh, last night, just things in general, NHL-wise. Anything you want to get off your chest, it's the Jimmy Murphy soapbox time. Let's roll. Uh, well, I, I can't talk about last night too much, guys, because I actually uh, – I was battling a little uh, head cold and all sinusitis BS and all that. And uh, I was exhausted. I laid down for a nap at like six, just a quick power nap. And I didn't wake up till six this morning. <laughs> so I slept through, slept the, whole through the whole evening. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I needed it. You know, every once in a while, your body needs to reboot. So I needed it. So I didn't see much. I mean, I've read up on stuff. I think. The one thing, and I think it should, you know, pertain to tonight too, because they're playing a back-to-back, -back, is the Tampa Bay Lightning, who laid an absolute egg uh, in Toronto. And I saw, you know, Cooper's comments about the fact that they had been there for three days, and he said that's the last time they'll ever do that uh, because they can get into some trouble and uh, <laughs> burn the candle on both ends, like I do. And uh, well, there's things to do in downtown Toronto. Don't yeah, they, well, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's there's plenty of. Uh, as I like to call them, ballet facilities there. 
that <laughs> they could visit, just like Montreal. And uh, they got in some trouble, it seems like. And I, I would think after Cooper's comments, and I'm sure they were a lot harsher in the dressing room than they were to the media, uh, I would not want to be the Detroit Red Wings tonight. So I think that that would be a takeaway that I would have. But I, you know, I apologize. I didn't see much of the action last night. All right, Alex, what did you, any thoughts from uh, what we saw last night? It's interesting to hear uh, Tampa Bay pulling the Florida Panthers move uh, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, but, uh, you know, I didn't get to watch a ton of the games last night either. The The biggest game that I was following was Calgary-San Jose. If they all could be that easy, the first period over cashes in 30 seconds. He, the fastest, I think they said the fastest two goals for the Flames uh, in their franchise history. I ended up going back and forth to that game. I also watched a lot of the Winnipeg. Uh, and Ottawa game. I thought Ottawa was kind of live as a dog. Like you said, with you know David Riddick and that, he's actually been pretty solid. I like that first period over too. That sailed. Got the two one at the end of twenty. Uh, but the Jets have continued to roll, and this is a team now. If Riddick can finally find some form, and no one's asking him to, to match the same kind of play as Hello as Hellebuck. But if he can turn in and give you another 15, 20 quality starts down the stretch with Hellebuck playing, uh, it, you know his A game most nights. That's a dangerous, dangerous Winnipeg team, and that's the kind of combination that you don't want to face in a seven-game series in the playoffs. It's a situ- definitely a, a situation where you're going to want to uh, keep an eye on that for sure. It's a good point you've made there about that. Uh, Nate, uh, thoughts from you on – not just last night, because obviously we haven't seen you for a while on the show. Anything you want to talk about NHL-related? Last night's games, players, teams that are sticking out to you right now? Whatever you yeah. want to say. Well, I think looking at last night and using that as a segue to talk about kind of looking forward in, in the year as a whole, I mean, a few things that stood out to me, you mentioned the, and I'm just checking the scores as I say this, but you mentioned the the Kraken Blues game. I, I caught up on that and actually had Seattle last night. Um, I think you mentioned Jordan Cairo out, the Blues, obviously the Bennington drama, just, just, they just haven't seemed like the same team this year. The, the offense isn't there. And so Seattle, sort of a, an odd bright spot for me when I look at them, right? When we looked at that roster as the start of the year, all the way through the expansion draft, I feel like Ron Francis's decisions have been sort of much maligned, but tend to be sort of a bright spot for me. Um, I think the Devils is the other one, right? You, you mentioned Carolina sort of going one way. New Jersey, another roster, if we looked at the start of the year, like would we predict you know, this amount of youth, they would have been sort of the top or the class of the Eastern Conference? I don't think so. And that's a team for me. You know, hope we don't have Devils fans in the chat, but I, I like to fade moving forward, right? I just don't think they have the roster quality to play at that sort of pedigree or, or stature for the whole year. And I think it was Keith Yandel on TNT who predicted they, they would miss the playoffs maybe a month ago, even when they were off to that hot start. And I'm not saying they're going to do that, but it's a team that, that just, I don't think it continue at that pace, obviously. And then um, Anaheim, who I'm going to fade tonight, uh, you know, giving up, I think the most expected scoring chances in the NHL um, or expected goals, worst penalty killer, one of the worst is a team, you know, going into, uh, or Minnesota playing there tonight, I, I like to fade. So, um, yeah, I think it's – I mentioned at the start an interesting time of the year with just everyone going into the holidays and teams that are sort of hanging on or the bottom of their division. I, I look for them to be a little slow tonight or the next couple days. Teams that are trying to make that push as we move into the new year, I look for them to kind of hit the gas pedal. Uh, definitely, yeah. it's a. This is that time of year too. We're transitioning into 2023, the new year. All star break is going to be here uh, before you know it, and then after that, really, that's when that push for the playoffs begins, and that's when we're really going to find out if New Jersey's of the world and the Seattle's of the world and some mm-hmm. of these teams that have really stunned us here in the early going have what it takes to maintain that. You know, stay in the fight, if you will, stay in the race, stay in the hunt for the playoffs for an 82 game sojourn right through yeah. until April, or are they going to fall off the pace? 
You yeah, know. guys, with the Devils, too, I, first of all, their fans have to be the most fickle fans I've ever seen. Do you hear their chant, Fire Lindy, again? Really? Oh, fired oh, it up wow. again. I mean, like, <laughs> like, seriously, like, I don't know. Like, but anyhow, but it's The last the time they did it, though, it got them going. So maybe yeah. that's their, you know. Yeah. I don't that's think that's thing. why they're doing it. I think they're just doing it because they're <laughs> morons. But, uh, you know, I, I think with the Devils, you make a great point there, too. And I, I don't know if I, if I heard it right. I know they're top three. Uh, it might be the most easiest, but they had top three easiest schedules to this point. Uh, I think I heard that on Sportsnet recently. And, you know, that that's that's not to take away from what they did, but you're right. Now we're going to see, you know, you get down to the meat and potatoes of the, of the schedule and the grind of the winter and, you know, the weather's starting to suck and people are getting sick and people are getting injuries. And, you know, now we're going to see what they're made of. And you look at teams like that, right, guys, I'm not, you know, I'm very objective. I'm not trying to toot the Bruins horn or like rah, rah Bruins, but I, I, I see right now the Bruins, Bruins aren't playing good hockey right now, but they're still winning. And that's because of the leadership core they have and, and the, the coach being able to lean on them. He talked to that about that the other night. I don't think that that devil's leadership core, if we can even call it that they're not there yet. Right. This is maybe where they start to build that and form that character that you need to get through those months. So, be very interesting to see how these young guys that are their leaders, uh, you know, handle this right now, handle being where they are in the standings when the schedule gets real. Yeah, that is a great point. I mean, you're right. They have not faced, and someone rhymed off actually their list of their opponents coming up, the New Jersey Devils. It's a great segue because uh, they are the first game on tap as we roll into tonight's card, New Jersey Devils, Florida Panthers. Florida minus 135 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game, and we know the Devils, as I mentioned, are slumping. It's their biggest losing streak in of the season that they are in the midst of right now. Six straight loss to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of four to one. Uh, all of a sudden, they've struggled to score goals. You know, the one thing you could always rely on for New Jersey years past and even this year was always they could get their offense going. They could score. They could be dangerous. Not so much lately. Uh, the last six or four games during this losing streak, they've scored just five goals in the last four games combined. So that offense, Jack Hughes is the only one that's doing anything right now for the Devils. All of a sudden, Nico Hishier's quieted down. Yes, but Bratt's not giving you much. Where did Igor Sharon Govich's offense go? You know, so many of these guys that were filling the net early in the year, they're not doing it as much right now. You know, Mercer has been quiet. Zetterland hasn't worked so far on the top line for the uh, Devils since he was moved up there. So uh, all of a sudden that team is not scoring goals, which has usually been their strength. Uh, I can't even say they've been horrible defensively, but they haven't been nearly as good. I think what has been noticeable is Vitek Banachek's hit his first rough patch of the year too. He got pulled last night uh, in the game against uh, Carolina. He's a goalie that's played very well for the most part this year, but it hasn't been nearly as good lately. Uh, it was Mackenzie Blackwood, who's finally healthy enough to be available for the Devils that, uh, came into that game last night, gave up one goal on seven shots uh, in relief of Vanacek against uh, Carolina last night. I would believe he was set. He was scheduled to be the starting goaltender for the uh, Devils tonight in this game. But I fully expect Blackwood to make his first actual start since returning uh, from the injured list. Sergei Bobrovsky in net for Florida. That kind of surprises me. Look, Jimmy will be able to talk about this firsthand, but I know that was rough for Spencer Knight, and I know he had to be disappointed. You know, close to home, uh, playing the Bruins, and to lose 7-3 to three like that to Boston, it's not the 
that's not the return Spencer Knight wanted from uh, the injured list. And they certainly didn't give him any favors, do him any favors, the Panthers. Their team defense as a whole was brutal uh, that night. So it's not all on Spencer Knight, but I'm sure he wanted to play uh, better than that. I thought Paul Maurice would give the kid a chance to get right back in the net tonight and bounce back from that game on Monday against Boston. I'm I'm actually very surprised he's going to goalie Bob uh, here tonight uh, in net for the uh, Panthers in this game. Uh, I don't want New Jersey in this game. I'm not, I don't want any part of New Jersey right now, especially on a back-to-back. I could only look Florida. I lean to Florida. I probably will take a piece of them in regulation just to get a little bit of a better price with the Panthers. They are coming off an embarrassing loss, 7-3 to the Bruins. I'm sure you'll get a much better effort from them. But I'm also going to take a shot with the over tonight in this game. I know New Jersey's not scoring goals right now, but I think this is an opportunity. Florida's defense has struggled I don't trust Bobrovsky, especially when he's – let's see what Bobrovsky does when he's not playing Columbus, who can't put a puck in the ocean right now. You know, Let's see how he plays in a game like this, where I know Devils have struggled to score lately, but there's still a lot of weapons there, I think, that are due to uh, find the back of the net and get things going in that regard at some point. It could be as early as tonight. So I probably have a look toward Florida in regulation just to get a little better price and also maybe look over six and a half here. Uh, Anton Lindell, by the way, great point in the chat. He is back tonight for the uh, Panthers. Barkov remaining out, it looks like, for the Panthers as well. Uh, will not play tonight. And I've said this a million times on this show about Barkov. You miss his offense, you miss his defense even more, in my opinion, because he's a great two-way forward. Every game that pretty much that Florida has played without Barkov in the lineup, has they've given up goals and the game has gone over the total for the most part. It absolutely is uncanny how many times this team has played, went to the over, and struggled defensively to keep the puck out of their own net with Barkov out of the lineup. It's been a recurring theme for the Panthers. So it's another reason why I pulled the trigger with the uh, over six and a half here. Alex, what do you think? Devils, Panthers. Yeah, you know, talking about this Devils team and and the slump that they've been on and things aren't going to get any easier. You got Florida tonight. You got Boston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Rangers, Vegas, Dallas, and Seattle. That's 11 wow, of the that's next difficult. Yeah. Yeah, all that within the 11 of the next 17 games with more than half of those games on the road. That's a tweet that's from uh, Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler. He pointed that out late last night. This is definitely going to be a, a rough stretch, and I think we're going to see what this New Jersey team is made of. And Florida is a team that they can beat, right? Florida is not really that great of a team. They definitely don't look nearly as strong as they did last year. And I, I've said this before, you know, with the last couple of games in New Jersey, well, this is the time they need to turn things around if they're going to uh, prove that this is not a fluke run and that they're a legitimate team in, in the Atlantic Division and Eastern Conference. So far, they have failed to do that in, in two very important games, especially the last game against Carolina. And now you've lost the lead in the Atlantic – or sorry, in, in the Metro uh, by two points. So now this is one where you really have to kind of buckle down, get things turned around. Like I said, you don't want to go into the holiday break on a, a seven- or eight-game losing streak. You need to string together wins. Now, this is probably the most important game for New Jersey uh, since that sec after that back-to-back loss when they first started chanting fire Lindy. Like I said, it's ridiculous they're doing it now. They might have had a point back then, but, you know, who's to say what happens? If, let's say they, they go on a, a run, you know, losing as well as they did winning early in the year, and they're 500, uh, you know, come mid-January. Maybe they do make a change in that coach. Maybe they start, you know, uh, looking to, to change the things around. But I don't think – Lindy Ruff is the problem. I just think this they're just catching some, you know, better teams. Uh and, and the schedule was favored to them earlier. And now uh the you know the storms, you know, coming back to shore. 
and they're going to start losing these games. So I like New Jersey at plus 115, mainly because I just haven't liked Florida. Uh, even in the wins that they've had, they've been so up and down and very inconsistent. I don't like laying the price with them. So if I had to play a side, it would be New Jersey. But I'd probably wait for a live over. That 6.5 makes sense. I'll probably wait for that to drop down to 5.5, lay a dollar twenty, $1.25, and go with the over there. Yeah, and by the way, we've seen some high-scoring ones a couple of times with these teams. Actually, they've been trending over heavily head-to-head. Uh, you go back to November 2018, uh, we have seen a 6-2 and two run to the over in head-to-head games with New Jersey and Florida. Uh, even last year, you saw one of the games was 7-6 in favor of uh, Florida. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I know it's not easy to trust New Jersey to bet an over in their games. They're struggling to score. But, man, it's not like Florida's been a defensive juggernaut. So this could be the opportunity to get uh, back on track offensively. And I think Florida will find the back of the net, too. I don't trust – if it's Blackwood in net, his first start in a very long time, I'm not trusting him either to shut the door. Uh, Nate, how about you here, New Jersey, Florida? Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. This isn't a a strong play for me. I kind of lean Florida. I I just – you know, looking at the Devils team, their top three scorers, right, Hughes, uh, Jesper Bratt, and and Heischer – I think teams are, it's almost like, you know, you have success in the MLB. You're, you're starting to, you know, you hit 300 as a rookie or, or a second year player for a few months. I think it's gotten to the point where teams are starting to get more physical with these guys. They're figuring them out. Uh, and New Jersey doesn't really have a lot of protection for them, you know, up and down the lineup. And so for me, I lean Florida. I like um, Ian's kind of, and, and some of the folks in the chat mentioned in regulation for a little bit better price. I also probably lean over in this, just the history of the two teams um, New Jersey hasn't scored of late, but we know they certainly have the firepower. I don't think any teams is stalwart defensively, nor in, in net. So for me, probably lean Florida regulation and, and over six and a half, but nothing I'm you know making the, the strongest play of the night. That's that's for sure. I would say this for Florida. Carter Verhage's rolling uh, prop-wise could look at, in his direction. Mm-hmm. Three games uh, for Carter Verhage playing on that top line. Uh, Sam Bennett, Kachuk will be alongside him. Keep an eye on those two players on the second line right now. Anton Lindell is going to return to the lineup, and they're going to feature him on the second line. He'll be centering that line for the Florida Panthers, so keep that in mind. And I believe right before his injury, he had three goals and four points. It's right before he got hurt. So Anton Lindell could be a decent prop option for the Florida Panthers. And my guy, E2, Coolmint Lusterinen, also on that second line. Uh, he has been uh, definitely uh, pr- uh, producing a lot more lately for the uh, Panthers as well, uh, especially from a point perspective, uh, two points in the last three games and four points in the last six for the Panthers. Jimmy, what do you think? New Jersey, Florida. Well, guys, based on what I saw the other night, I mean, I get why they went back to Bobrovsky. Knight didn't have it. You know, I was surprised um, that they left him in there for so long. I was told mid-game, though, that I guess, did Bobrovsky start six straight heading into that game? It was a bunch in a row. It was something close Okay, so maybe that's why. I didn't, you know, I never followed up and read the comments from uh, Maurice afterwards. Um, But he just didn't have it, man. I mean, and, and, you know, the Panthers got back into the game at times, and that was not the blowout you think it was when you look at the score. If you watch that game, you know what I was talking about. It was a lot closer than it seemed. They're, the Bruins needed to find that second gear twice in that game and really put their foot on, on the Panthers' throats um, and, and pull away with it in the, in the third period of Bergeron's goals. But one thing I noticed from that game and some other games that I uh, – just in general across the NHL, not just with the Panthers – uh second periods i don't know if i'm right i don't have the stats in front of me but i feel like the overs have been going up a lot in second periods uh and i'm looking right now i'm on DraftKings, guys so i can't find a a bet to do on that but 
if not, if the value is good, I'm loving an over in a second period here. Yeah, both teams nine and one uh, last ten to the over in the second period. Those okay, there you, so then time. yeah, give me that, and then I'm gonna go with uh, the Panthers in regulation. All right, there we go. Panthers in regulation for uh, Jimmy in this one here with the uh, New Jersey Devils and Florida and Panthers. Second period over. And second period over uh, as well. Yeah. And that's definitely something to keep in mind. You're right, Ted. And again, Chris Otto does a remarkable job keeping those trends as okay, far as totals go. Back go back to my man there. Been a while, guys. I'm not on with you all the time now, so I forget I could go there. Yeah, two and a half is plus 140. You can lay a dollar 25 for two even at Batman GM right now in the second period. Okay, thanks. There you go. All right, Tampa Bay, Detroit. We've got Tampa Bay minus 150 road favorites, six and a half the total. Definitely a rest advantage for Detroit. They're off yet last night. They lost to Washington uh, 4-3 in overtime on Monday night. But the Red Wings are struggling uh, right now. They're in a rough patch. Detroit has lost six straight games entering tonight. And even though, they've again, they're, they're a little bit more rested, it's Tampa Bay on a back-to-back on the road after the 4-1 loss to Toronto. I have a feeling Tampa Bay is bringing it tonight. Uh, Jimmy already alluded to it. Comments by John Cooper uh, after last night's loss. Brought a bag of shit basically with us here. Uh, not very impressed was he uh, in that performance. Uh, bad night for Tampa. They got dominated. Like if not for Andre Vasilevsky last night, that is six to 6-1 for Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's how lopsided it was. I mean, Tampa Bay didn't have the puck the whole night. I mean, it was just they, – they were stuck on eight shots on goal late in the second period. Eight. That's all they had. Uh, so you know you got to believe this team's better. And if you actually go back and look at their pattern of play and performance following a loss, often, more often than not, they bounce back and they win and they score goals. A lot of their games, you've seen them win and you've seen them score at least four goals uh, in the next game uh, after a loss. Now, Billy Huso – is in net for Detroit. He's clearly been their best goalie, but he's not nearly been as good the last few starts, if you'll actually look. He gave up five to Ottawa, four in the loss to Monday night. So that's nine goals allowed uh, in the last two games combined. Uh, So this could be, uh, he's going to have to be really good tonight. And another little element to throw into this game tonight is Tampa Bay just played Detroit a couple weeks ago in Tampa. Detroit beat them four to two. Uh, in Tampa Bay, Detroit was a big dog. I was on Detroit in that game, what, plus 200 or so. Not tonight, though. I- I'm flipping. I'm changing sides here, changing allegiances, if you will, tonight uh, in this game. I'm on Tampa Bay team total, uh, over three and a half in this game. It's right around even money, uh, minus 110. I think they, they, they're going to do what they normally do after a loss, after a bad game. They're going to score goals, and a- especially after they get shut down. Tampa Bay long-term, this year, last year, th- three years ago, or two years ago, They've got a real strong track record. When they score two goals or less the previous game, they explode the next game. So I'm going to go lightning team total uh, over three and a half and also a little on the over six and a half as well, a little split bet because Brian Elliott will be in net for Tampa. His win-loss record's terrific. His actual goals against and save percentage is not so terrific. I mean, a lot of these games he's won because of uh, offensive support from his team. And yes, he's been better in the last two starts, Brian Elliott, but let's be honest, Columbus can't score right now. And when he Nashville, he played them, they were going through an offensive drought. So in his last two starts. So yes, he played well in those two games, Columbus and Nashville, but neither team was scoring at the time uh, that Elliott faced them. So could be a little bit more tougher tonight on the road against Detroit. So I think the Red Wings could find the back of the net too. So I'm on lightning team total over three and a half and the full game over six and a half, even money as well. Alex, uh, lightning and Red Wings. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing, lightning team total. And I like the the full game over, but I'm going to wait because I'm looking at the history. 
We've seen eight straight meetings where there's been one goal or few in the first period. Now, normally that would lead to a first period under. I don't play a lot of those, and I wouldn't really recommend necessarily looking for that because of the fact that, uh, you know, like I said, with these two goals, especially Brian Elliott, he's played well to, enough to get the win, but he's definitely given up some goals. So I could see some scoring here early. So i say wait around the 5, 10-minute mark, jump in and grab a live over. But I definitely love Tampa Bay's team total. Uh, he said laying a dollar ten with three and a half. Uh, and then, you know, he said Cooper gave them the business. Uh, after playing a, a poor performance against Toronto, they're going to really rev up and I think uh, fire ad nauseum on Detroit tonight. So give me uh, the Bolts team total over. All right, team total over for the uh, Lightning. And also we'll look at a live over in the game for uh, Alex in this one. Nate, how about you, Tampa, Detroit? Yeah, I'm going to go back to um, sort of regulation here. I think it's minus 120 you get on Tampa and regulation. Um, I think, you know, the, the same thing to, to Jimmy's point, like Cooper Lang into the team getting towards the break here, they're going to, um, you know, I think put it all on the line and, and what Detroit's lost six in a row. Um, I don't think their, you know, roster really is, is close to Tampa's here either. I think Tampa's going to start turning it on. And, and, and I like them in this game that just take care of business and get it done. When you have a, a mature group and experienced group at the end of the year, I think they realize these are sort of uh, these catalyst moments where you, you, you sort of use it as a jumping point into the new year as in the second half. And, I think they'll they'll do that tonight. So I'm I'm sort of much obliged, much agreement to, to what everyone else is saying, and, and on Tampa and, and regulation. All right, and how about Jimmy? Tampa Bay, Detroit. Yeah, guys. I, not only so it, it, extra Christmas present here for you. I'm not just going Jimmy puck line. Give me Jimmy double puck line. Give me the Lightning minus two and a half. Two and a half. Wow. In this one, all right, we'll get some great value there, and wow. hopefully you can use it for uh, a Christmas present you're looking to get for somebody or yourself. There you go. So not just uh, Tampa to bounce back, but bounce back big. Minus two and a half, plus two seventy five. There you uh, go. With that Tampa nice. Bay, uh, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm one. thinking a four to one game here, boys. It could be, I guess, uh, yeah. which is good for me. I've got three and a half team total. I'll, I'll take that. I think they get four. It's a question of what is Detroit going to get here uh, in this game because Elliott's always the. You know, again, his win loss records terrific. They're seven and one when he started, yeah. but his goals against and his save percentage are average at best which tells you they've been scoring a bunch when he's been in there so we'll see how elliot bears in net tonight for them uh, in this game quickly on the props i don't have as much with the props tonight although i would look at maybe i would look really i wouldn't overcomplicate it none of the good the top players were any good last night so you could really hammer home on kucherov stamp goes braden point you know guys like that step up be better after last night's no show uh, against toronto and as far as detroit goes you know, Andrew Kopp has been pretty good from a point perspective lately. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, Berggren's been productive lately, but they look like it might be dropping him to the fourth line. So uh, that tempers, tempers my enthusiasm on maybe looking at props involving him now after that decision. All right, Montreal and Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 280, home favorites, five and a half being the total in this game. Uh, you look at Montreal, they were struggling uh, on a bit of a losing streak, which they snapped on Monday night in the desert, uh, beating the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. to two I heard that. That's not that, my fault. Is that me? No, I think it was me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm your, I'm, the guys will tell you, man, I was always the guy that had all these funky noises going on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just fucking glad it's not me for a change. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, call, Montreal broke their losing streak. Look, you're going to look at it and say, who cares? Big deal, right? You only beat Arizona. Well, Arizona's played good on home ice at the Mullet Arena this year. So you got to give Montreal a little something for winning that game and breaking the losing streak. More than anything here, I, I have a sneaking suspicion Montreal is going to give Colorado a game tonight. 
Colorado is not winning games easily these days. We talk about how much they miss Nathan McKinnon, and I know they've gotten a little bit healthier the last few games. They've welcomed back Sam Girard. They've welcomed back Big Val Nachushkin, Arturi Lekkonen. Uh, They've all come back from injuries for Colorado, but they're still missing the guy that stirs the drink for Colorado, and that's Nathan McKinnon. And without him, they're still struggling to light up the scoreboard consistently. They're not winning games easily or comfortably. Yeah, they've won four of their last five after the four-game losing streak, but you know they needed overtime to beat St. Louis, who was struggling at the time. They barely squeaked past Philadelphia at home 3-2, and they needed to survive, and Philly almost tied that game. In the last seconds in Colorado, they lose. They barely hang on 3-2 against Philly. They lose to Buffalo at home. They just you know do enough to get by Nashville 3-1 at home. Nashville was struggling going into that game. And then a one nothing shootout win against the Islanders in their last game. So they're not winning anything easily right now, this Colorado team. And if you actually look back, Montreal has been a little bit better on the road this year, slightly, than at home. And the last time they made the trip to Denver, it was last year. January 22nd and Colorado was one of the biggest favorites on the board that I have ever seen, you know, in the NHL, they were minus what, 600, 640. I think they closed around that last year. Closed at 700 in one, in one book. Yeah. Do you know what that game ended? They needed overtime in that game to beat Montreal three to two. I'm taking a shot here with the underdog plus 240 on the uh, Montreal Canadians in this game. I think it's not a bad spot to do it. You know, Colorado's been winning games, but this is a flat spot. Then they go on the road after this game tonight to face Nashville right before the uh, Christmas break. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for Montreal to sneak up on Colorado. Get And the one thing about Montreal, they've got defensive concerns still. They give up a lot. Goaltending is hit or miss with Montembeau and Allen. They could be great one night, not so good the next. But they have the young the youth and the speed. They've got the team speed with these young forwards, Montreal, to keep up with a team like Colorado. You know, even though obviously Colorado's got the superior depth, the superior blue line depth, all that. Montreal can skate with Colorado, in my opinion, as a team, just in pure team speed. And I think that's going to keep them alive in this game. And like I said, Colorado's not winning games easily. You wonder, why is this total five and a half? I'll tell you why, because Montreal's actually trended under lately, uh, five and one. Uh, to the under in their last, actually 5-1-1 one, and one to the under in their last seven games. Colorado games have gone under the total in seven straight coming into tonight, and they have played a much tighter defensive-minded brand of hockey with the injuries mounting. So that's the reason for the five and a half, and probably wouldn't surprise me to see the under trends continue uh, for both teams tonight. By the way, in net, it looks like it's going to be Jake Allen for Montreal and Alexander Georgiev. For Colorado, both of them confirmed. But I'm taking a shot with the dog here. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Habs, Avs. You know, I'm taking a shot as well, but I'm going to go with the draw. I'm seeing as high as plus 400 at Caesars. Uh, I've seen plus 390 at Bet Online. So I'm going to go with that plus 390. I like the draw here. Like I said, both teams went to overtime in their respective last games. Two of the four meetings uh, with these two teams have gone to OT. You mentioned, I mean, God, what the draw had to be on that, that minus 700. You're probably getting plus 850 back on a, on a draw if you bet that uh, draw in that matchup. And he said, Montreal, if they can continue, maybe we don't see, you know, we talked about the trend of teams getting crushed in, in Arizona and then playing well the next game. But maybe there's just some kind of a, of a trend that we can look for with the teams off of playing in Arizona. Think about the just the transition of, of – locale you played in this 5,000 seat venue now you go back to your regular 15 20,000 seat arena anywhere else in the country 
you know, is there some kind of change to that? Uh, you know, they feel a little bit more comfortable playing in the larger surrounding after playing in that small setting. So that trend that you mentioned, I, it, I think it's opened the doors to some other things to look at from a trend perspective of teams when they leave Mullen Arena. That being said, like I said, Colorado has not made things easy in, in their winning uh, ways of late. This could be a close game. So I'm taking a shot here at a, a you know, near four to one price with the draw. Yeah, draw plus 400 in some spots here with uh, Montreal and uh, Colorado. Great. I got to post this on the screen. It's such a great uh, stat and some great info thrown out there by Jarek. Avs haven't scored a first period goal in five straight and eight of their last 11 games. And Montreal has only trailed in a game after the first 20 minutes and the first intermission on the road once all year. So maybe you divvy up a little Montreal first period money line here uh, in this game or even plus a, a, a half a goal, you know, for security. Uh, if you want, I got to say that was a, a a great stat by Jared, but that's a terrible photo. He is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, exactly. Uh, and you can understand why that is. Yeah. Terrible photo. Yeah. Of course, Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Not a fan. Uh, Alex B. Smith uh, as a rival White Sox fan should feel that way uh, about the uh, Chicago Cubs or the flubs as uh, some people that uh, uh, like that to hate on the Cubs call them. Uh, Nate, what do you think here? Habs and Avalanche. Yeah, I uh, just looking at the trends. I, um, you know, potentially I'm looking at. I think under five and a half is plus one hundred five right now. I'm sorry, I'm getting another ping here. My my computer is really annoying me. Um, but uh, under five and a half, I maybe give a look at plus one hundred five. I think just you know you mentioned that Colorado's struggling to score goals. Um, I think uh, their goaltender who's in net tonight is has been pretty solid. He's he's close to nine twenty three save percentage. He's been having a pretty nice year. Sort of, you know, you lose McKinnon, you lose um, some of these studs for a little bit of time. You focus on team defense and structure, and I think we've seen that in their scores. And so I like under five and a half, but maybe actually just under six, right? You buy that up to it's probably one minus 120, laying a little bit of juice. But I like the under on this game just based on where both teams are. Montreal just, you know, last in power play, I think pretty much. Colorado's missing, you know, McKinnon, who's a big sort of cog to their power play going. And um, I just think you're going to get a lot of five-on-five hockey, not a lot of sort of special teams opportunities, the way teams are playing, and you're going to see the under here. So give me under six. I'll, I'll buy up a little bit on this one. All right, buy up to get under six here for uh, Nate in this one with the abs, Habs and the Avs. I do want to mention with Georgiev and Nett, he went through a little bobble there for a bit, right? He had four starts in a row there early December. He gave up four goals or more, Boston, Philly, Buffalo, Winnipeg. He's gotten it back on the beam again since then, just five goals allowed in his last four starts. Yet the Avs are only two and uh, four, you know, in his last six starts. So it tells you he's been playing great, but that, geez, that offense is just not there like it normally is for the uh, Avalanche. And so he'll probably need to be good again, once again, in net tonight, Georgiev for the uh, Avs. Yeah. Jimmy, how about you? Montreal, Colorado. Well, guys, I, I don't particularly like them, but I'm forced to sometimes use them online because the gambling thing is still uh, up in the air here in Massachusetts. So if I want to do like, you know, DraftKings or MGM, I got to drive over to the border to Connecticut. Uh, so sometimes I'm on my bookie and I'm seeing a over under at six still there, guys. Uh, so you can get the over at minus 107 and the under at minus 112. And if you can find that, that's what I would take. I'm, I'm with you guys. I love the underness and I would still probably take it at five and a half. But obviously look around. You might still be able to get that six. And I'm with you, Ian. I like that uh, first period Habs idea. I think they come up fine. I don't know if they win, um, but I think they can kind of catch them off guard in the beginning here like they do to a lot of you know, really good teams uh, this season. Uh, so give me the first period money line on the Montreal Canadiens. 
Yeah, minor trade, too, by Colorado yesterday with uh, Toronto. Dryden Hunt going to the uh, Leafs. And, of course, Dennis Malgan uh, going back the other way to uh, Colorado. I think Toronto needs more of a well-rounded player. Hunt's like that. And I think Colorado could use a little more offense right now with all the injuries, including McKinnon out. And I think they hope Malgan uh, will give them some of that. So it's kind of a need-for-need need, uh, type of trade here, minor trade, uh, with the uh, Leafs and the uh, Avs. Uh, that was a completed. By the way, for props tonight, probably New Hook, if anybody, for Colorado, and probably Arturi Lekkinen, just because he's facing his old team, uh, Montreal here. Sometimes that gets you going. So, And for Montreal, it's really the same players I've talked about. I think Slepkovsky, now that he's up on the second line, might be worth a look. Doc is always a threat. Uh, anyone on that top line with Suzuki, Caulfield, and Anderson, I mean, they have been just absolutely spectacular for Montreal, carrying the team offensively. So, I wouldn't overthink it or overcomplicate it with the props. Stick with the guys that are getting it done. Yeah. Uh, Nashville and Chicago. We've got Nashville minus 190 road favorites, six the total in this game. I mean, it just continues to be dreadful for Chicago. Uh, we hate to be that blunt, that uh, harsh toward them, especially with Alex here. But Alex is honest, and he's always honestly assessing this team. And right now they're at the shit show. They're horrible. I mean, that was embarrassing mm-hmm. Sunday night against the uh, Rangers, 7-1 to beatdown. Uh, this offense cannot get anything going right now. They had a little spurt there where they scored three goals as their high watermark right now, the last uh, five games against Winnipeg. Uh, the other games they scored uh, just uh, – or three against Washington, I should say. One against Winnipeg, one against Vegas, one against Minnesota, and then the one goal against the Rangers. I mean, the offense is totally lifeless right now for the Blackhawks, and the defense is dreadful, and the goaltending is just as bad, especially worse with the guy that's in net tonight, Mr. Groin being held together by duct tape and glue, uh, Peter Morozik for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, in net tonight, who's been horrible since he's come back from the uh, groin injury. And what I think about Nashville coming into this game, it's very simple. I don't love this team necessarily. I don't think they're great, but when I look at a team that was struggling, losing six in a row, and they finally get back in the win column, beating Edmonton 4-3 in overtime the other night. It's a chance for the team to get a little momentum going, positive confidence, and you know, get a little you know positive vibes going into their next game after snapping a long losing streak. I think you're going to see that from Nashville, and they've got the perfect opponent to take advantage of right now in the reeling Chicago Blackhawks. By the way, Nashville 8-2 and two in the last 10 meetings against uh, Chicago. I'm going with three Nashville bets in this game, Nashville puck line, first period minus a half. Uh, we've talked about this at nauseum, Alex and I, uh, the first period puck line for the opponent against Chicago. Uh, I'm on that minus a half plus 145 first period puck line. I'm on Nashville in regulation, which you can get at around minus 115, uh, minus 120. And I'm also on Nashville team total uh, over three and a half here. Uh, against the uh, Blackhawks at a slight plus plus price here in this one. So how about that? Three Predator bets for me. First period puck line, regulation minus 120, and team total over three and a half for the Nashville Predators. Alex, uh, Predators, Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm on two of those right there with you, that Nashville first period puck line uh, and Nashville team total over. But the third play that I'm going to add to that would be the first period over one and a half minus $1.20. Now, that hasn't cashed a lot in Hawks games this year. It's been first period unders uh, left and right because of their lack of offense. But I think Nashville comes out, they can at least get two on their own, which is why I like that first uh, period puck line as well. And $1.20, you just can't shy away from that price right now with these first period overs. And it's been nice to see some of the totals going under because now we're getting some good value. I mean, last night, Calgary-San Jose, 
getting a dollar twenty-five on that was absolutely absurd. So now we're getting back into the realm of getting fair and decent prices with these uh, first period overs. It's just a matter of finding the right spot, and I think this would be a good spot. Even though, like I said, Chicago's offense you can't rely on them. I think Nashville we could trust on them to at least get two of their own. And with their goaltending, and we don't know who's going to start yet, I wouldn't be shocked if the if the Preds gave Lincoln in the start. I mean. This would definitely be a revenge spot game for him. That's true. Remember, he didn't, you know, he they didn't give him any kind of offers. They just let him go, the Hawks. And they replaced him with guys who are probably uh for the most part, you know, worse than him. Certainly Soderblom and, and Stalock aren't on the same level as Lincoln. And you could have argued with Morazic if he could stay healthy for, you know, maybe at least a week, he'd be uh somewhat comparable. But it's just a bad, uh, bad times in 1901 West Madison right now. And that's, you know, the goal. I mean, we're trying to lose as many games as possible, get that number one pick and get Connor Bedard in a Hawks uniform. But uh, this is the process that's needed for that. They're going to keep losing and they're probably going to lose in some disastrous fashions like we saw on Sunday night against the Rangers. So Nashville could probably name their score. If they get off to a hot start early, who knows how, how high this goes up. So uh, you might even want to look at a live full game over if you can grab it, but I don't know if you'll have enough time to grab that any cheaper uh, of a price or a number lower than six. So I'd, I'd probably suggest an over as well, but I'm going to go for the show purposes. First period puck line, first period over, and team total with Nashville. There we go. That's three bets for Alex. First period puck line, team total over with Nashville, and also the first period over. Uh, in this one with the Predators and the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me to see. Uh, it was just confirmed. Okay, apparently. I haven't seen it on the sites yet, Rotowire or Left Wing Lock, among others, but apparently we're hearing confirmations that UC Soros will indeed uh, get the uh, start for the uh, Nashville Predators, denying Kevin Lankin and the chance uh, to face his uh, former team uh, here tonight. Um, so, But we still like Nashville. And I think that's the worst thing that could happen for Chicago. If you get a Nashville team that lost to Edmonton the other night and they've lost seven in a row now coming into this game, then maybe Chicago can pounce on a bad, struggling sure. team with no confidence. But they got the win. I'm sure they're feeling better. They've got higher spirits now, snapping that losing streak, Nashville. And I'm sure that's worse for Chicago, that now you've got a team that's got, gotten a little confidence back now because they finally won a hockey game the other night against a solid Edmonton team. Uh, Nate, what do you think here? Nashville, Chicago. Yeah, I'm on um, Nashville puck line. That was one of the, the first ones I kind of circled on my card. I also like Nashville, um, you know, puck line in the first period um, to, to sort of take that period. I think, um, you know, you look at it, you mentioned it, Ian. They were on a skid. I think it was five, six games in a row they had lost. Turned it around with an overtime win against Edmonton. I think that feeling sort of, you know, percolates into tonight too, and they're looking to turn it around. 11th in the West, a couple points behind St. Louis for 10th. They have some ground to make up and. Um, Alex, you touched on it. Chicago, I mean, half of their team is, is sort of out the door. We don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Kane. Is he really invested in this? Uh, Chicago has no sustained offense. I, I just don't know how you go away from Nashville here. Um, and so I, I like them in, in the first period as well. All right. By the way, some props that I like in this game on the Nashville side. Janot is moving up to the second line. Tanner Janot, so there's an undervalued player there. Granlund up to the top line tonight with Forsberg. And the guy that made his season debut in the last game for Nashville, Thomas Novak, called up from the uh, Milwaukee Admirals team in the AHL where he had 11 goals and 26 points in 25 games down there. He picked up an assist against Edmonton in his season debut with Nashville. Two shots on goal. Jump on Thomas Novak props. He's one of my bargain bin players. We love these situations. Top line center just called up. Had an assist, two shots on goal against Edmonton. 
take advantage. Let's see if we can get some great prices, great opportunity there. Thomas Novak here for Nashville uh, in terms of the player prop market. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Nashville, Chicago. Guys, well, I, I keep refreshing it here. If you go to DraftKings right now, you can still get a five and a half on this game. Uh, so I would jump on that if you could. I like the over in that, either at five and a half or even six. I like that as well. And I'm going to do a Jimmy Puck line on the Predators. All right. Liking the over, especially if you can find the five and a half. And liking uh, Jimmy Puck line here, Nashville, uh, minus one and a half on the uh, Puck line. All right. We'll get to the rest of the Wednesday card in just a second. But first, we'll hear from one of our two great sponsors, Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. And is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys show, and we'll roll on here on this Wednesday card. Next up, we've got uh, the um, – let me just see here. That's not Buffalo uh, and uh, Arizona here. I'm, I think I'm looking too far down. Here we go, Edmonton and Dallas. Uh, next up, it is uh, Dallas minus 145 home favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, Stars coming back home off a pretty lengthy road trip for them. I think it was six games long. Uh, the recent road trip that they just completed as they went their way through uh, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Wash uh, five games, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Washington, Carolina, and Columbus. Uh, and now they're back home facing the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, it was a three and two road trip for Dallas. They started the road trip losing to Pittsburgh two to one. Uh, they bounced back, beat New Jersey and Washington after that. The Washington game was a little bit misleading, though. They got badly outplayed uh, in that game, if not for Jake Ottinger in net could have been a lot different result for Dallas in that Washington game outshot 46 to 26, but they still managed to get a two to one win in that game. Uh, Carolina with a five, four overtime win against Dallas. They had Scott Wedgwood in that night. And then the other night against Columbus, they find a way to get the victory two to one uh, and uh, beat the uh, blue jackets. Uh, Jake Ottinger, 15 seconds away from a shutout in that game when my guy for Columbus, who I've been uh, taking props with the last couple games, Kent Johnson, uh, broke the uh, shutout bid uh, in that game with a 2-1 to one, uh, with the goal late to make it 2-1, to one, but Dallas still hangs on for the victory. Uh, Edmonton, three straight losses, tough losses, all three of them. I mean, 4-3 in a shootout to St. Louis, the game where they tie it late, the Blues, on a Darnell Nurse turnover. They have the goal called back in overtime because of offside, which was very controversial, and then they lose in a shootout. They have the game stolen from them against Anaheim by Lucas Dostal, who was just absolutely ridiculous in that game. 49 shots faced, and Anaheim somehow steals a 4-3 win despite being outshot 49-17. And then last game against Nashville, again, right there for the taking for Edmonton, and they end up losing 4-3 uh, in overtime in that game. 
So three losses in a row for Edmonton. They could have won all three of those games. It's not like they played horrible in any of those games. They catch Dallas off the road trip here, first home game. It's not like Dallas is winning games comfortably or easily lately. I mean, the New Jersey game, New Jersey struggling. They needed empty net goals to put that one away. 4-1, but there were two empty net goals. They should have lost to Washington. They barely beat Columbus, who are not playing well and decimated with injuries right now. I'm taking Edmonton here, plus 130, plus 125 in this game. They haven't lost four games in a row yet this entire season, the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I'm going to bank on them not losing four in a row for the first time this season here tonight as well. And I do believe they're going to go back to our guy, Stuart Skinner, uh, in net tonight after uh, Campbell failed to pick up the victory uh, in the last game. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm expecting Skinner to be the goalie. He's being projected. Ottinger has been confirmed in net for Dallas. And look, he's playing really well the last four starts. That's the one fear I've got. But at this price, and given Dallas back home off the five-game roadie, I'm going to take a shot. Edmonton, they haven't lost four in a row yet. That's on the line tonight. Oilers have could have won all three of these games they just lost in a row. So I'm going to take a shot here. Edmonton, Oilers as a road underdog, plus 125, plus 130. And a look toward the over as well, just because Edmonton's trending that way. Edmonton-Dallas games, the last few have gone over as well. So uh, looking in those two directions. Uh, Alex, Oilers and Stars. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah, Edmonton could have won the last three games in a row, but, you know, someone's aunt had stones, they'd be their uncle. The way I look at this, uh, Dallas, I'm going regulation plus 105. I played that this morning. Ottinger, like you said, he's getting in rhythm now. And where he goes, the rest of the Stars team goes. I know they're loaded with offense. Uh, you know, Jason Richardson and everybody, Robertson. I keep making that mistake. Jason Robertson. Uh, and, and that offense, they're loaded and lethal. But the goaltending is what really keeps them afloat. You know, when Ottinger is on his A game, this is a very, very dangerous Dallas team. And this is a good price for them. And, yes, coming back home. We've seen that hasn't affected two teams so much lately. Uh, but Edmonton, there's still something off with their game a little bit. I thought they were going to really put the screws to Nashville. I had that team total over. Love that play a lot. Barely uh, missed going, of course, going in the OT and they end up losing. They should have, they, that game should have never gone to overtime in my, in my eyes. They should have really uh, come out with a full effort there. And they were caught off guard uh, by a Nashville team. Dallas is much better. Uh, the Nashville. So I think we're going to see the Stars team play well, get the win here. I like this within 60, so plus 105, I'm going with Dallas. All right, like in Dallas here, plus 105 in regulation to get a little better price here with them in this one. Nate, Oilers, Stars. I'll take a shot at Oilers, too. Uh, you know, agree that the last few games, tough loss to them, they've, for them, they've been competitive. You know, looking at some of the metrics, I think and it's hard to tell how this plays game to game, right? But the Stars with Ottinger and just who they've been playing, I think, you know, they have one of the top uh, goal differentials above expected at 11. That's you know, close to the top of the league, whereas Edmonton is is the other way, right? So, so close to a minus 11. I think some of that, you know, you start to see it even out. Edmonton maybe finishes some chances. The one unknown, though, I think it's tough, and this is why I lean Edmonton. It's probably not a strong play for me as Ottinger, right? Like, I think uh, Dallas clearly has the advantage in net. I mean, a lot of times most people do against Edmonton historically, but uh, Ottinger is this wild card. We saw what he did against, you know, the flames in the playoffs last year. It's sort of carried over to this year. He's a stud, but I, I take a shot on Edmonton here, just given the top line talent, how competitive they've been and, and probably a motivated group coming off three straight losses. Yeah. That's what I feel too. They're going to be really, really anxious uh, urgency 
going to take over tonight for Edmonton. They do have to look. Jake Ottinger is a better goalie than anybody Edmonton has right now. There's no question about that. And we saw him steal a game against Washington. He's given up two goals or less, I believe, in four straight starts, Ottinger. So we're going. If you're taking Edmonton like Nate and I, you're going head to head against a goalie that's feeling it right now and is in his zone. But uh, it's a chance I'm willing to take here in this spot and at the price. What do you think here, Jimmy? Oilers Stars. I'm with I'm with Nate. I'm going to go with the Oilers in this one, guys. Uh, just uh, just a gut feeling. That's all I can explain it. I, I was very, you know, which way do I go on this? And my gut's saying the Oilers. Well, this is the time now for Alex to bust out the, so you're all on the <laughs> yeah, Oilers. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> Lone Ranger, uh, Alex, on this one with the uh, Dallas Stars. No pun intended. Lone Dallas, Texas Ranger here uh, on the uh, <laughs> Dallas Stars in regulation. And uh, the three of us, Nate, Jimmy, and I, all on that Edmonton. So guaranteed winner right here on the uh, Ice Guys show uh, from uh, this game. As far as props go, look, the Nuge is just ridiculous. He keeps on producing right now for the uh, Oilers. Uh, definitely could look in that direction. I still keep – I'm hell-bent on believing Yamamoto is going to get going. He's still on that second line. He's going to find the back of the net more consistently. It's The Hyman's been rolling. Those are good options. As far as Dallas goes, maybe consider Kivaranta and Delandria. They've moved up to the second line. They've got some value. Wyatt Johnston found the back of the net in the last game against uh, Columbus, and that snapped an ugly goal drought for him. He had been producing early in the year, and he's got eight goals on the season. Don't be surprised if that goal gets him off the schneid and he starts getting some of that mojo and that timing and that confidence back. So Wyatt Johnston might be a decent uh, goal prop look here for the uh, stars as well uh, in this one. All right, Minnesota Wild, Anaheim Ducks. We've got Minnesota minus 280, road favorites, six and a half, the total in this game. Uh, he tried to do it again last night, Lucas Dostal, steal a game for his team, but unfortunately could not do it a second straight game. They lose 4-1 to the LA Kings. Now they're on a back-to-back, -back, uh, although it's very little travel going from LA uh, to Anaheim. Uh, but still, back-to-back -back situation for the Ducks. And that loss to L.A. snapped a two-game losing streak. But you look at the two wins. One was against Montreal, slumping at the time. And then they didn't have any business beating Edmonton. But they had that game stolen from them by Dostal, who was just incredible. Stood on his head and robbed Edmonton of two points uh, in that game. So, you know, be careful with looking at those two games as signs of a turnaround for Anaheim. Uh, Minnesota comes into this game. Uh, and certainly Nate can speak to this. Alex, too. I mean, they watch this team a lot. They're playing some of their best defensive hockey. Team defense that I've seen in a very long time during this five-game win streak. I mean, they've given up a grand total of five goals in the last five games during this win streak. Uh, it's been very impressive. It started with that 3 nothing shutout at the end of their last road trip against Vancouver. And then they won all four games on their homestand against Edmonton, Detroit, Chicago, and Ottawa holding each of those teams to two goals or less. The goaltending from both Mark andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson, both of their goalies during this stretch, has been very good. The power play is rolling. They're getting enough offense at five-on-five. Five. The penalty kill has been solid. I mean, there's just a lot to like here from the Minnesota Wild, both ends of the ice, you know, playing a complete game, getting good goaltending right now as well. And if you look at them head-to-head -head against Anaheim, domination, 10 straight that they have won head-to-head -head over the Anaheim Ducks. Their last two visits to Anaheim, or the last three, I should say, 4-1, 2-1, 5-1 victories for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do something I don't do a ton. I'm going to do a rare double puck line 
uh, in this game. Minnesota first period puck line. That's another thing that we've seen lately. Minnesota has been very good getting out to a lead in the first period. I think you're going to see that again tonight against an Anaheim team on the back-to-back after playing L.A. last night. So I'm on Minnesota here, first period puck line, minus a half, plus 110, and also the full game Minnesota wild puck line, which is minus one and a half at around minus 115. So there you go, a double-up puck line for me on the wild. First period puck line and full game puck line for me. Ian puck line, I guess you could say for this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild and Ducks. Yeah, I like this first period over. It's been kind of rough with Minnesota lately. They had started off kind of hot, giving up goals and bunches early. Like you said, they've been tightening up defensively. Uh, but I think this is a good spot. Lucas Dostal, and he's a he's a decent goalie, mind you. You can't go by his numbers uh, in San Diego in the AHL. That San Diego team is atrocious. They've only won six games uh, out of 27 so far. So his numbers look a little – and all six wins that, that I think are credited to Dostal that, that that team has so far. So now that he's up there in a world of trouble, but that's a different story. That being said, I think he's going to you know not show the same kind of just – lockdown step effort that we've seen, you know, 60 minutes uh, over the last couple of games. I think he's going to show some uh, signs of fatigue at some point because they're riding him heavy. Uh, obviously, he's the third string goalie now basically being pushed into the starter role. And he's really the best option that uh, Anaheim has right now in their whole organization. So how long can he keep up and, and make these 10-bell saves and stand on his head? I don't know. And this is a wild team that, like I said, they've dominated Anaheim overall. Most of the first period overs, they've cashed in seven of the last nine meetings, but all of those seven were at XL Energy Center. Last two games uh, at Honda Center have gone under. I think they bucked that trend here. So I like that first period over, one and a half, minus $1.40. And if it doesn't come early, you might be able to grab a live over here at five and a half and a, at a plus price. That's probably something I'll look at too. I mean, the, the options are very limited for Anaheim and net. Stolarz is on IR. You're not seeing him. Gibson's day-to-day, but he's looking doubtful to return. He's missed three in a row. He's doubtful to play tonight. I don't think you're going to see him available, John Gibson. So you either got to roll back with Dostal on a back-to-back, and after a shit ton of shots and rubber he faced against Edmonton, don't forget that, on Saturday, and facing a lot more shots last night too, could the workload start to wear him down a bit? Either have to go to him on a back-to-back, or you got to go to Ollie Erickson Eck who's been called up, and as you mentioned, his numbers in the AHL, 4.94 goals against average, 844 save percentage. Horrendous. That would be a cool photo op before the game. Ali Eriksenek is the brother of Joel Eriksenek, so yeah. we will see those two uh, for sure. They'll, they'll talk about that on the broadcast at some point. Yeah, exactly. So a little brother reunion here uh, for this. Uh, for this, uh, Good timing to call him up because his brother's coming into town here with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, Nate, uh, obviously a Minnesota guy, Wild fan. Uh, what do you think here, Minnesota-Anaheim? Not oh, muted. Muted. I'll go with uh, an, an, an unbiased, obviously what's a homer pick, but I think unbiased here and, and take the wild puck line as well. You know, one of the things that I think we, we haven't talked about, but, but as, a, as a player, I think that's easier is actually playing away from home on the holidays from a focus standpoint, right? If you're sitting at home, you have family obligations, you have all these things going on, you're sort of right in the middle of that. I, I don't have yep. numbers to back this up, but I think it's an interesting trend to maybe look at. Um, a, you know, the wild West coast road trip, they probably hit the ranch, great straight steakhouse in Anaheim. They probably hit that last night. They're ready to go. If you haven't been to the ranch, you should go by the way. It's awesome. But they take uh, a puck line tonight. Um, and I think they win. I mean, we've mentioned the defensive numbers for them. They started out horrendous. You get guys like Ryan Hartman back, you get Felino back. 
stalwarts on the defensive end. Um, for, from a forward standpoint for Minnesota, Mark andre Fleury playing well. I'll take the Wild. Um, uh, yeah, minus one and a half. Probably, you know, minus two and a half, two, I'd take a shot as well. I think they have a potential to win, you know, three, four, one tonight. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, if we look to player props, I like uh, Kaprizov. Um, I think it's over one and a half points. Plus 108 is not great, but but I like just just throwing that. I mean, he, him and Zuccarello go as one another goes. Basically, if any one of, either one of them scores, the other is in on the play. Um, the Ducks have the worst penalty kill in the NHL. The Wild are starting to heat up on the power play. So give me puck line. Uh, minus two and a half sprinkle, and then Kaprizov uh, over a, a point and a half tonight. Bill puck line and a little minus two and a half sprinkle, and the Kaprizov over one and a half points uh, prop here for uh, Nate with this game. All right, Jimmy, Minnesota Anaheim. Yeah, great point by Nate there. Definitely easier to play on the road uh, during the holidays, guys. And that's no knock on you know having a family or anything. It's just this is fact of life. I mean, if you've got yeah. kids and a wife, and it's the holidays, it's it's a busy time. Uh, and you know, that can be a distraction. So, uh, definitely liking road teams a little more at this time. And I'm with him. I'm going to do the, uh, the wild on the puck line and I'm going to hammer that first period over as well. Uh, you know, like Alex said, I mean, yeah, the last couple haven't hit, but overall that's been, that's been easy money this season, uh, in any ducks game. Good stuff. All right. Final game now of this Wednesday card. It is the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas minus 300 home favorites, six the total. That's a minus 300 home favorite after two straight home losses uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, things are cooling off for uh, Bruce Cassidy a little bit here with the uh, Golden Knights. We got to talk about Phil Kessel, boys. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders and the Sabres back to back home losses for, although. Capable teams, obviously, the Islanders and the Sabres. When they play their best, they can beat anybody, Yes, uh, those two teams. And we saw that. I expect Vegas to, uh, I, especially early, be ready to go. Uh, you know, they were frustrated that they, you know, they they, they dominated the third period. I, I will say that. They started slow, and that's what Bruce said. We got to start faster than we did against Buffalo. But, boy, they got it going in the third. And if not for Uko Pekalukan and UPL, as they call him in Buffalo, who was magnificent in the third period, which I I thank him from the bottom of my heart as someone that was on Buffalo best bet against Vegas the other night. Uh, he was terrific. He made that 3-2 lead stand up, uh, and he uh, preserved the win for the Buffalo Sabres. Vegas threw everything at the net in the third period. So they did get going third period, but it was too late. They dug themselves a 3-0 hole. They want to start better tonight. And the one thing you're noticing about Arizona, they've played pretty good at Mullet Arena. Their effort, their performance level has been better. You know, they beat Boston and Philly back-to-back home games, then the Islanders as well. They did lose their last two home games, but they were very competitive. There's a one-goal game with Buffalo, and then Buffalo added two empty net goals, and then they lost in overtime to Montreal. They played very good competitive hockey at home. Not so much on the road lately. Arizona, they got got bombed out of the gate by San Jose. They were down 2-0 quickly uh, in the first period. They battled back but lost 3-2. They got crushed in Edmonton 8-2. They lose to Calgary and Vancouver and L.A. on the road, so... They're definitely kind of struggling a little bit more on the road, and they have struggled early in games on the road. You look at the last few road games for Arizona, they're down after the first period to San Jose, down after the first period to Edmonton, down after the first period to Calgary uh, in their last three road games. So I think you kind of know where I'm going in this game. I'm going Vegas first period puck line here uh, in this one. I think Vegas wants the strong start, wants to get off to a better 
uh, opening 20 minutes than they have in recent games. And I think they will. And we've seen Arizona's last three road games. They've gotten off to poor starts uh, in the first period. So I'm going to roll with Vegas here, minus a half, plus 110, uh, first period puck line. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes, Golden Knights. Yeah, well, I first period play too. I'm going with the over. I'm seeing a minus 128 at FanDuel for over one and a half. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, and like I said, you know, Arizona on the road, they've just not been that strong of a team. They look like the bad team that they are on the road where they've actually gotten some momentum and energy playing at Mullen Arena. And then 15 meetings with these two teams. The home team is 12 and three. Uh, Arizona's lost eight straight against Vegas uh, in Vegas. So this feels like a, a one of those games. And the Knights, they've been, you know, defensive stalwarts at home. They haven't allowed a lot. They've been mostly unders at home. I think that could change, but it, I'm not going to go full game. I'm just going to go with the first period over one and a half. Like I said, minus 128 available at FanDuel. That's also why I'm on Vegas first period puck line only and not full game because I've seen them a str- strong start when they're off a bad game, but then they park the bus, you know, and they'll just, you know, kind of let teams hang around, sit on the lead. We've seen that a lot from Vegas, you know, in recent games too. So keep that. That's why I prefer first period look with Vegas compared to the full game tonight uh, in this game. And actually it's a three game home losing streak at T-Mobile arena for Vegas two in a row. They played at home, but it's actually a three game losing streak going back to the last home stand when they lost to Boston, uh, the Bruins on that uh, Sunday night game. So uh, three in a row dropped at the uh, uh, fortress as they call it. Uh, by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So, uh, like I said, I think they have a strong start tonight. First period puck line for me. Nate, what do you think here? Coyotes, Golden Knights. Yeah, I uh, um, I like the under in this game, under six. I think if you look at these two teams, first of all, um, Arizona's kept it close. I think in their last six games, five of six have been one-goal games. Uh, but at the same time, Arizona has very infrequently scored over two goals. Um, so I don't think we get a lot of from them offensively tonight. You also look at Vegas, been a little bit offensively challenged as late. I think it's hard for me to take, you know, puck line or, or money line on Vegas. It's just too rich. Um, maybe you look at the first period play y'all are looking at, but for me, I, I think I like under six. Um, Vegas, you know, nets hopefully three tonight and, and keeps sort of um, um, Arizona, uh, you know, under one to two goals maybe, and when we get a five goal total, that's what I'm looking for. And so tight game. I think Arizona keeps it close. They've been doing that. Vegas hasn't been wowing anyone, but uh, under six. All right, like in the under here, the uh, Arizona Coyotes and the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. I do want to mention something very, very important here is that we've got a major promotion up the lineup. Look, Bruce Cassidy is trying to shake things up here for Vegas after two straight home losses. Michael Amadio is going to get a look on the top line tonight for the uh, Golden Knights. He used to be uh, with the Leafs. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the, and the Kings organization, I believe, yeah. for a bit as well. Uh, but he is apparently slated to be on the top line with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So a bargain a, bin a, for Ian there. A bargain bin is lighting up, Jimmy. You better <laughs> believe it here. Uh, Michael Amadio here for the uh, a stocking Vegas stocking stuffer. Knights. Yeah, exactly. Stocking stuffer. Get good prices. Again, an opportunity for him to make an impact here with this uh, promotion up to the uh, top line. So these are the kind of things I love about the player prop mark. If they don't adjust with the players that are going to get the, that opportunity, to move up the uh, lineup, and you're going to see that tonight, it looks like, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights with Michael Amadio slated to be alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone for them tonight uh, in this game. I'm just going to bring this up because I can only imagine what the value could be on Amadio tonight. Yeah, to score a goal, plus 525 uh, right now to score a goal uh, for him playing on that top line. So 
very much interested uh, in that. No question. Jimmy, how about you? Arizona, Vegas. All right, guys. Well, I mentioned it earlier. I kind of touched on, we got to touch on Phil Kessel here and, and Bruce Cassidy. And look, you guys know, I coached Bruce Cassidy here. I had, I had coached him. I covered him and he, he was coaching here and got a, a lot of criticism for the way he handled young players saying he favored older players. Well, let what's going on with Phil Kessel dispel that myth. Bruce Cassidy just wants to win games. It doesn't matter whether you're an older veteran, superstar, rookie, whatever. If you're not playing well, you're going to sit. And that's just the way it is. And yes, I think he is very serious about the fact that he will bench and healthy scratch Phil Kessel if he doesn't pick it up soon. Uh, and he doesn't care about that Ironman streak. I'm sorry. It is what it is. And, you know, I think it's unfair that Cassidy gets a, a knock for the way he handles young players because I told you guys this before. He's just trying to win, and he does what's best for the team. And it, sometimes it happens a lot more times than often. It's, it's a young guy because they're getting used to the league, and they, and they don't know how to play a 200-foot game. Well, Phil Kessel is the definition of that. But I'm going to turn around and say right now, guys, Phil Kessel answers the bell tonight. All right? You ready for this one? At plus 1,800, uh -oh, Phil Kessel will score the first goal of the game. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Bring it on. Put, put five bucks on it. What do you have to lose? Who cares? Yeah. Do it. And I'm also going to bet on him to score a goal. And I like Vegas puck line. Yeah. And a guy that's facing his former team as well. Of course, former member of the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, definitely might be a little excited. I think to... the pride factor gets involved here. I, I, I think he responds. And I, I think that's exactly what Cassidy's trying to do. He doesn't want to have to bench him. He's trying to spark him right now. And I think it will work. All right, yeah, third line tonight with Jake Lecision, uh, Jake Lecision and uh, Jonas Ronberg here for the uh, uh, for Phil Kessel. It looks like on the uh, third line tonight for the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. So let's see if uh, Bruce Springsteen, "Dance in the Dark," can't start a fire without a spark. Uh, see if he's going to yeah, put that spark into uh, Phil Kessel tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, tonight on down on the third. I think that's worth a look actually. Not plus though, you got the former team angle. In play, yeah, we, everybody wants it. to play well against their former team. So, uh, Phil Kessel, uh, maybe look uh, at him to find the uh, back of the net here tonight as well. Uh, in this game, you'll get uh, just to score a goal, you'll probably get a pretty good price still uh, on uh, Kessel to do that as well. And one All thing, right. too, guys, I say about Kessel, too. I mean, he's proven to have pride when people knock him, he, he responds usually. And you think I heard those stories about I forget who told the story, but uh, when they were in a weight room once. And he's just sitting around reading a magazine, hanging out. And one of his teammates was like, how is it fair that you just get to sit there and do nothing? Well, we're squatting and we're, you know, we're going at it on the weights here. Uh, and you get to do nothing. Oops, sorry, guys. And uh, Kessel goes, oh, you want me to do something? And he goes down there and he beat everybody in squats, just demolished them. And he's like, I don't do nothing. I just do it when I want to. How about that? So there you go. He's one of those guys that sometimes you got to, you know, get him, you know, you got to do something and yeah. that'll to, to give him like a wake up call. And maybe this is basically a wake up call, if you will, for him tonight uh, on the uh, third line. And we'll see if he has that response in him tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. I did want to throw out one prop. I hope Chicago doesn't score too much tonight. Was We all like Nashville. But if you're going to pick one player, he's back in the lineup tonight. Tyler Johnson. For the Blackhawks, uh, up to the top line, he's actually around plus three hundred in some spots to score a goal. And he, you know, to be honest with you, even though he's only played, I think eight games this year, he's got three goals and seven points in those games. So, 
you know, he has been productive. So maybe something to consider in that Nashville Chicago game. He'd be the only one I'd be interested in, in prop wise. And for, as far as the Blackhawks are concerned. All right. Great stuff. What a great Wednesday show. Alex B. Smith, Nate Rapensky, Jimmy Murphy. We had a full house uh, with us today. A reminder, check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Sign up just $10 a month. Uh, you get uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, and more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and our daily betting card, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, we will be back with best bets in just a second, right after we hear from our great sponsors at Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof. Same thing with the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear hair, nose hair. I mean, nose hair in particular. You know, I'm getting up there in age, and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It pisses the hell out of me. It bothers me. I need to take care of that shit. This will take care of it for you. The Weed Whacker. Uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, it is time for best bets right. here on this. Yeah. Guys, that, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just sitting here cracking up. Listen, a great promo. I, I do too when I watch that. Uh, I don't know how you keep a, keep a straight face. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what, guys? It's holidays. I don't know if you're pressed for time, but quick story. Sure. And this is before all this Manscaped stuff came out. So uh, one of my buddies, I'll never forget, calls me. Uh, I think oh, this is about 10 years ago. I, I'll just, I had to take him to the hospital. So he's trying to get down there and do his own little manscaping uh, before a date. And he cut himself up so badly in the testicle region uh, that oh, it wouldn't wow. stop bleeding. And it oh, was no. bleeding for like an hour. And he's oh. just like, what the hell do I do? I'm like, dude, I think, I think we got to go to the hospital. <laughs> and so he cancels the date. And I'm like, well, did you tell her what happened? <laughs> And he's like, no, I kind of left that out. Sorry. I just, just kept going through my head. 
when I'm watching Ian do that promo. He needed yeah, exactly. Manscaped. He needed a long more. He needed Manscaped then, man. Yeah. If only they had that then, dude. He, he, he actually got his testicles stitched up. So Yeah, yeah exactly. No, you've got to use a, you know, a, a product that is tried, tested, and true to be able to handle, uh, you know, assignments of that magnitude yeah. in the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, important regions. And that does take care of it. Lawnmower 4.0. So only use that. Don't use your own, you know tools yeah uh, they're not going to get exactly. the job they're going to have you in the hospital and needing surgery over the christmas holidays <laughs> so uh, be careful nobody wants to see that uh, nobody uh, at all so uh that's a great piece of advice a great time to tell that story yeah. if, uh, <laughs> that's why manscaped if you're gonna, enhances the value of the product there, there right. you go. It does. yeah exactly they've made sure that their products are the only ones that are going to work properly uh, with that kind of, that, that kind of work. Yeah. yeah you, see, work. you see the chat room guys, woo, 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 saying, yeah. uh, sounds like it's something about Mary's screenplay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, back in the day there, uh, it's one of the classic nineties comedies. Uh, that's, sure. uh, there's something about Mary. So that tells you how old we're all getting. Uh, speaking <laughs> of getting old, this show is getting old in terms of time. So we'll yes. wrap it up. We Let's got best it. bets here. Uh, Alex Wednesday night, best bet. What do you like? Yeah, once again, we're heading over to 1901 West Madison, but we're not supporting the Hawks tonight. It's going to be in Nashville. Team total over three and a half. You can get that at uh, even money. I saw as high as plus 105 earlier in the day. But, I mean, Peter Morazic, the guy can't move left to right anymore without, you know, tearing his groin in half. It seems like, uh, you know, Manscaped can't even help him right now. So uh, we're going to go with the Preds. Team total over three and a half. I think they're going to uh, light the lamp early and often over there at the United Center tonight. That's my best. Preds team total. There you go. Nashville team total over three and a half. And yes, Manscaped will help everybody out except for aging old goalies with fucked up groins. So uh, there you go. Uh, Nate, what do you think here with uh, best bet tonight? Yeah, I'm going similar trend. I'm going to take a, a Predators puck line. I think minus 145 is pretty good value. Um, like I said, you have a Chicago team that's really begging for the break. Some of these veteran players who probably aren't super invested right now. Um, we have that road team trend we've been talking about, right? Um, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to take Preds at uh, minus one and a half plus one forty-five. Uh, best bet tonight. It's all about the Predators tonight. Nashville puck line for uh, Nate there. There we go. Predators here. Uh, everybody like in Nashville in some uh, regard tonight, Jimmy, what do you like for a uh, best bet? Ooh, guys, this is a, you know, I, I'm, I'm debating here. I, I'm really, uh, I'm debating on this, but I'm going to do it. Screw it. Give me that. Double Jimmy Puck line on the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus two and a half. At plus 275 as well. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning alternative Puck line, minus two and a half. Alternative Jimmy Puck line, minus two and a half, <laughs> plus 275. Tampa Bay over Detroit for Jimmy with his best bet. Uh, my best bet for this uh, show, uh, tough one, I mean, uh, to, to come up with one. I mean, there's, there's a lot that I'm going back and forth with, lots that I like on the card here tonight. Um let me see. I'm going to go with Edmonton, actually. I just feel it in my bones here with them. The Oilers at plus 125, plus 130. They have not lost four in a row this season. Dallas has got a great goalie in Ottinger playing at his top form uh, in the last four starts in a row. Uh, but they're coming off a road trip. It's not like they were easily beating the teams they played on that road trip. They needed empty net goals to get past New Jersey. That was a one-goal game. Uh, Ottinger stood on his head in the game they could have easily lost. They got outplayed by uh, Washington, but won because of Ottinger. And then they barely squeaked past a riddled Columbus team, a struggling Columbus team in the last game of that road trip. Uh, I think they'll be in tough 
courtesy of Edmonton tonight. So we'll take a, a look here at Edmonton as the road dog tonight, plus 125, plus 130 against Dallas uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, Nate Rapensky, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by Happy National Happy holidays, Hockey guys. Now. And a happy holidays and Merry Christmas yes, from Jimmy Merry Murphy. Christmas, and happy Nate. holidays. Because we, yeah, we won't see Nate before the holidays either. So I might not see it in next year. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Jimmy might give next week Jimmy the week off, and we'll see him again. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, guys, Maybe big news yeah. on the Jimmy front. I am. I found a place. I am. Yeah, moving, congratulations. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. New homeowner, yeah. yes. Nice. It's actually a new old home. I am going back yeah. to Waltham, Mass., which is about 15 minutes outside of Boston. Uh, good location. Train, one stop into the garden, close to Maddie. So I'm, I'm psyched. Wonderful. There you go. Close nice. to your daughter, close to TD Garden for work yep. purposes. Get to the Bruins games quicker. So congrats and many great. And you guys will have to come visit someday. Years. Yes, for we sure. will. Yeah. Boston is on now. We're doing a nice guys meet and greet in the spring. We're planning it. We're, we're, we it. really want to get it together. Boston's on the short list of potential destinations for that. And of course, Montreal, if you ever need that, that, you know, I can yep. help you out. Okay. No doubt. So Love we're looking it. forward to that definitely next year. Uh, so thanks to Nate and Jimmy for joining us. Uh, and, of course, uh, Alex, you're back on Friday? Yeah, back on Friday. And we'll have Melissa Cunningham joining us on Friday for the final show uh, before the uh, Christmas break. So join us for that. We'll have Jonathan Hardy joining me on the uh, show uh, tomorrow. So uh, great stuff. That's a wrap. We'll see you again tomorrow for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 